welcome to the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Seth Wolkoff. Hey everybody, thank you for once again tuning into the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast and logging on to the Penn.org. I'm your host, as always, Seth Woolcock. You can find me on the Twitter bird at DFF underscore Seth W. Here in episode 12, we're going to get you locked and loaded for week 11 of the fantasy football and the NFL regular season. It's almost playoff time, so we're going to bring in some guest analysts to talk some around the league and some buy or sell to really help you get your roster ready as you head down the stretch here. Uh, Whether you're biding for a playoff spot right now, need to get some W's in the moment, or whether you're uh, already in that playoff picture and you're just ready to round out your roster with the best players to get you that fantasy football championship, we're going to have it all for you here on this episode. Due to some time restrictions, uh, we will not be having a Start, Sit, and Seth segment or an In the Scope segment. You can check both those columns out online. Uh, Start, Sit, and Seth is on the pen.org. You can find that after you're done listening to this. And you can also hop over to DynastyFootballFactory.com to check out In the Scope. But before anything, I would like to give a quick shout out to Around the League's sponsor. Shalakta Beer Outlet. Indiana fam, are you tired of paying too much for the same old beer here in town? Well, Shalakta Beer Outlet in Shalakta, PA has got you covered. In addition to their large selection of domestic and craft beer, seltzers, six-packs, and singles, they also have some amazing alcoholic slushies. They have nine different flavors for only $7 each. Shalakta Beer Outlet is where you need to go if you're serious about getting stocked up for your football Sundays. Take it from a guy who's had a slushy or two. Shalakta Beer Outlet in Shalakta, PA is the place for you. All right. All right. All right. Welcome back in to the in-between Let's get into some around the league. All around the world. This week we have some special guests coming from coming from back home. Let's give it up for Andrew Pearson and Chris Udovich, fellow fantasy football analysts, as well as fellow keg league mates. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Great, bud. How are you? Oh, doing well, doing well. Uh it's kind of one of those weeks in fantasy, really a gut check week for me. After a couple bad beats, um, I stand five and five in a lot of leagues across the board. So, you know, we got three weeks left to make that playoff push. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out here. Yeah, man. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, it, you know, it was funny. I was thinking today. It, it's been this is the tenth season I've played fantasy football with Udo. Udo's full name, Chris Udovich. Uh, he goes by Udo, so we'll use that on the show. But yeah, 10 years, Udo. What do you think about that? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a long time. It doesn't even feel like it's been that long. Yeah, it's it's been an exciting 10 years. Uh, you know, we go all the way back to seventh grade. I remember once it was in study hall. Udo actually got on the laptop I was using, traded himself Aaron Rodgers for Eli Manning. That was the year Aaron Rodgers had the MVP season. 
So, yeah, it's wow. Uh, yeah, I mean that's when I guess do what you can. I think it was a great deal for both teams. You actually last week to bench my player, so it seems he hasn't changed at all. Now, uh, Udo will never change, but here we are, ten years into it. Uh, why don't we jump on in, boys? What do you say? A little around the league. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. I want to start in Tennessee with a player I I honestly don't think I've really mentioned much on this podcast or in any of my columns this season, and that's Derrick Henry. Uh, He's RB5 on the season right now, guys. 10 TDs for Henry, at least 13 points in every outing but two this year. He's coming off a huge game this last week, and we've seen him actually be more effective in the passing game. They can get him going on those screens. We're 10 weeks in right now. Is it time to start believing that Derrick Henry, who is currently RB5 on the season, is a sit-it-and-forget-it RB1 the rest of the way? Um, I mean, I have mixed feelings about this one. I've I've never liked Derrick Henry for fantasy just because I, I feel as he's always touchdown dependent. And, I mean, those games where if you look at a stat line where he doesn't have a touchdown, he doesn't put up hardly any points at all. He might be in single digits or maybe just gets above 10. So for me, I mean, I, you have to call him an RB1, I, I think, but you also have to be careful and look at um, what you need going into the rest of the season with how his schedule plays out. Um, I think with the next few matchups, he should have good games, but I think those playoff matchups, he might struggle if his team falls behind to the Texans and the Saints. I don't see him uh, doing that great. Yeah, I think when they uh, demoted Marcus Mariota and made uh, Tannehill the starting quarterback i think he's they've relied on him a lot more and i think Tannehill actually likes to throw to him yeah i mean i'd agree with you that uh Tannehill seems to maybe dump off or pass to him a little more but it also seems that i mean the titans just try to rely on their defense and they try to just give him the ball that they're gonna feed him he gets the ball i mean he he probably has more rushing attempts than almost any other back in the league i i haven't looked that up but just looking at the stats here i mean crazy numbers a handful of games with over 20 carries so yeah and Tennessee's defense has been a lot better this year so more or less they're going to be leading so they're going to rely more on the run than they are yeah coming from behind and passing yeah absolutely they're they're five and five right now and believe it or not Derrick Henry is a big part of that it's just funny looking back to the you know preseason I remember in so many drafts Derrick Henry is just falling like crazy and no one wanted to take the risk, and right now, if you know, if you were one of those people who took the risk during draft season, but you know, bottom early on, uh, it's paid off. He's RB five on the year, and right now, believe it or not, he is an RB one. I'm gonna say the rest of the way. I'm gonna say you gotta ride him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's there. I I don't like him, but I can't deny what he's doing. So. I was one of those people that w- refused to pick him. I would never have picked him. <laughs> I know, I know so in our draft, he slid at least two rounds, maybe even three. Yeah. Yeah, another player who has really uh, – he was there were a lot of skeptics coming into this season is Amari Cooper. He, uh, when on the field, has been explosive. Uh, wide receiver four on the season despite him having a 1.3 week in week six. He's exploded. In, in the fantasy football playoffs in the past going to going back to last season when he carried a lot of teams through that first round because of that 40-point game. Pearson, I know that put the end to your season last year. Uh, are you buying Amari Cooper here as we head into the fantasy football playoffs? 
I've I've loved Amari Cooper ever since last year. I I mean, I remember trying to trade him last year, and there was a lot of arguments. Nobody liked him, but it's shown that. I mean, this year he's shown that he's he's a wide receiver one. I mean, every week he's putting up double digits. I think he has two games under 14 fantasy points. That's I mean, that's great, and you can't you cannot uh, be mad at him any week. Yeah, and Dallas only gave up a first-round pick, and I think ever since that trade, I think he's just made Dallas a lot better. I mean, their record might not show it right now, but... So, yeah, I, I think Amari Cooper, he's one of those guys, right now, if you have him, I think you're riding him. I, I don't think there's... I, I mean, you could probably get a ton of value for him right now. If, if there's a point where he's going to be at his highest, it is now. So if you are trying to capitalize, maybe this is the time but I feel like not too many teams are willing to pay the the price that he's going to cost right now. What do you think, Pearson? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm one of those guys that loves to trade, but if I have Amari Cooper, I'm keeping him. I mean, I think I, – I, I mean, I put Amari Cooper in the top five receivers. I, I put him above, like, guys like – I think of, like, Julio Jones. I would rather have Amari Cooper on my team right now because you got to think of situations as well. The Cowboys are going to be fighting for a playoff spot until the last week of the season. And, I mean, who be- who else is their offense going to run through? It's just Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to get the ball. They're going to get the touchdowns. So I love them for the rest of the way. Another team here in the offset conference that's also going to be biding for a playoff spot at the end of it when we get down to it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's been absolutely delightful to have on your team since he's been back from injury. Despite having only 4.1 points through week 5, he's already wide receiver 23 on the season. 5 TDs in his last 5 games. It's been sensational to watch. Patrick Mahomes has also came back strong. QB 7 on the season despite despite missing 2.5 games there. Uh, we know Hill has been banged up so far, and so is Patrick Mahomes. But are you taking that risk of maybe a re-injury of one of those two players for your fantasy football playoffs as we're approaching the end here? Um, I, I certainly would. I mean, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and the Chiefs trust him with every throw. They're not. They get inside the red zone and they're not lining up in an eye formation running the ball they're sitting in shotgun and they're throwing the ball and i mean you see the connection tyreek hill and mahomes have it's just one of those things that every single game you watch you you know there's going to be a pass of at least 40 yards to tyreek hill every game somehow it happens i don't know how but it just never fails to happen so i uh i really like them the rest of the way yeah and tyreek hill is one of the fastest receivers in the league even if it's a little dump off he can he can make some magic happen with just yeah. a short little pass. And it seems that Mahomes, I mean, last week he had 11 catches. I mean, it seems Mahomes is going to just keep feeding in the ball. And so there's no reason not to love him other than they have a bye, a bye week still. But other than that, I mean. The bye, week does, the bye week does give me some confidence that maybe Tyreek Hill will figure out this injury. He went down a couple games ago. I don't know if you gentlemen were watching, but he went down in some pain. Uh, same injury as earlier in the season, so that scared me a little bit. I've lost leagues due to you know teams falling apart at the end with injuries. Pearson, you just in, in one of our big leagues, you just lost Austin Hooper f- for a couple weeks, which isn't you know season ending or anything, but like that's the stuff yeah. at the end that can really hurt you as we head down the stretch here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm definitely sitting sitting on Mahomes if I have him, but I honestly think I'm exploring Tyree Kill and any value I can get for him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, 
it's that time of year where if you I mean if you're trying to make a run in the playoffs you have to make sure you have at least one backup at every position that you trust just in case something happens so if you're willing to trade one of your big stars for to spread out the wealth on your team a little bit I mean you do what you got to do however though I do like Amari Cooper Tyreek Hill as well going forward just because in the playoffs it seems like year after year you kind of want those players who are maybe a little more boom bust. I mean, I know Cooper's been solid and Hill still a pretty high floor for both of them, but even guys like Will Fuller, I'm I'm taking a shot on, you know, maybe a Sammy Watkins in the playoffs. If if I'm facing a juggernaut of a team and maybe my team's not as good, I don't mind throwing a guy out there who's a little boom bust, Marquise Brown, for instance, just, you know, cuz you don't you never know. You could hit and it could, you know, send you a couple rounds further than you're really meant to get. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're the underdog, you have nothing to lose. You might as well, might as well go for that big play guy instead of the guy who's just gonna get you a solid eight or nine points every week. I mean, that's not gonna win you the matchup, most likely. Uh, w- one player I, I really have been keying in here on the podcast and in a couple columns in the last couple weeks has been Ronald Jones. Uh, he was an in the scope target a couple weeks ago, twenty two point six points here in week ten. 11 for 29 and 1 on the ground, another 8 for 77, a career day in receiving for Ronald Jones. Uh, Is he a set it and forget it RB2 the rest of the way here, or is he again just another example of someone you can maybe capitalize on high value right now? Um, I'm going to say I'm a hater of Ronald Jones. I just... There's just something about the Bucs offense that I never like, and when I just review his stat line, it seems... I mean, yeah, these last two games he's had good games. He's had a touchdown in both, which always helps. But if you look at the look at the rushing, I mean, last game he had 11 carries, but so did Peyton Barber, and Peyton Barber did better. I mean, he had a great day receiving, but every other week in the season he hasn't had more than two catches. So for me, I'm trying to sell Ronald Jones, but I can understand where the uh, people who are interested are coming from, but I'm just a hater, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they've always liked Ronald Jones, but they seem to always want to go back to Peyton Barber. It seems more of a committee. So if I were anyone out there, I'd sell high. Try to capitalize on the big games he's having, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot lot of people need running backs, so. I see where you guys are coming from, you know, selling him high, but I don't know. I don't know. It excites me a little bit to see what he's been able to do in the passing game this season. Even before this big game, I actually touched on in my In the Scope column on how efficient he has been through the air when he's called upon. Like He's averaging something crazy, like 13 yards per reception when, when he gets the ball through the air from Winston. And Bruce Arians came out today and said that his route tree is growing and they want to get him more involved, not just in the screen game. I don't know. I think he's a perfect complement to what this what this Tampa Bay offense wants to do. They have Godwin going, you know, those me- medium routes, and then you have Mike Evans going long, and then now they finally have a, a suitable weapon. I feel like underneath for Winston to to get rid of it when he's scrambling, and he's done a hell of a job scrambling so far this season. So personally, I I, I absolutely you know if you can get a startable asset the rest of the way for Ronald Jones, sell him by all means, but. I would not be surprised if we're sitting here in four to six weeks and saying Ronald Jones was the pickup of the year. Yeah, I mean, I can agree. I mean, he's the he's the younger back. What this is his second season, I believe. Yeah, and I think 
I think last year when he came in, people had really high hopes and then he kind of just fell off the radar. It's like, it's, it's not him that I don't trust. I think he's a great player. I, it's just the, the Buccaneers and just how they, I, yeah. Just feel like their offense is one of those offenses where one week you watch them and you say that's the top five offense in the league, and the next week you watch them and you wonder, I mean, how any other players are even starters in the NFL. It's just, it's just scary. But I mean, he's one of those guys, like you said, he he could hit a home run for you and win you your league, and he could also be the guy that you could wish you would have traded away. So that's a, it's a tough call, man. You got to go with your gut there. Yeah, and any Bruce Arians uh, offense is more pass heavy, so. They're not really looking to run the ball. They're looking to pass and pass often. Yeah. You know, the offense this year under former Steelers quarterback Byron Leftwich has actually been, I feel like, more consistent in that matter. Uh, yes, we know they're going to be passing the ball. That's Arians has always been a pass-heavy offensive mind. However, I feel like they're often put in that game script just because of how lousy their defense is. And I think as long as they're, they're down, I think Ronald Jones could be – you know, could be a startable fantasy asset. We know we're going to see a Goomba Wale a little bit in those downs as well, but Peyton Barber is trash at pass catching, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm definitely I, – I can see it going both ways, but I either way, if I picked up Ronald Jones two weeks ago, you know, off the waiver wire, I am thrilled right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, either way, you have yourself someone you're hoping it does well for you or someone who you can get someone else for. So, yeah, I mean, he's – it's a good pickup for sure. All right, gentlemen, let's jump into some buy or sell. All right, let's do it. I two, three, 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 but a four, but a four now, four now, five, but a five, but a five now, four, four, four now has eighty four, four now five, 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 eighty five. All right, I want to start in Arizona. Christian Kirk had a career day. He caught six of his ten targets for one hundred thirty eight yards and three, count them, three tutties. It was a sensational performance by Kirk against a weaker Buccaneers secondary. 37.8 PPR points for him on the day. Gentlemen, if we're a Christian Kirk owner, are we buying this performance? Is he an every week start or are we selling as fast as we can? He's our, I, I had him. I would already traded him by now. I can tell you that one. I, uh, I, don't, um, I, don't, I don't know if I believe... Um, he has his down weeks, he has his up weeks, but I mean, on top of it all, his remaining schedule is uh, kind of scary. He, he has to play the Rams secondary twice. That could be a cover from Jalen Ramsey all game. He has to play the Steelers, whose defense has looked amazing, and then Seahawks and the Browns. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting rid of Christian Kirk as fast as I can, especially after that huge game he had. Yeah, I would definitely sell him here because I mean. He's looking like Kyler Murray's favorite target. and I mean, they're always going to be down, but I don't think he's going to put up these kind of numbers the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, it's always sell after a huge, you know, three-touchdown performance. You can't ask for a better time to sell than right now. So, Yeah, I think dynasty-wise, I think he's a great hold going into next season. I think he could honestly be a, a top 20-ish drafted wide receiver next year. Uh Keeper league, same type of thing. But I think right now for redraft purposes, I am selling Christian Kirk as well. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, that's a young connection that could go go on for years. So, I mean, dynasty leagues, keeper leagues, that's that's definitely understandable to hold on to him. I just think with the remaining schedule, if it's a redraft league, I, I mean, I'm getting rid of, rid of him as fast as I can. Yeah. Another young asset who seems to have a connection with his young quarterback is Darius Slayton. 
had a career day for himself. 10 receptions, 121 yards, two TDs. You know, that's a catch rate of 71% right there. He has been outstanding for Daniel Jones. We know they spent time together on the practice squad over the summer uh, in OTAs in those rookie camps. So it's been exciting to see. And right now, honestly, Darius Slayton has been a more exciting wide receiver than OBJ when you just look at the tape. It's sad to say, but that's kind of where we are right now. But with all that being said, gentlemen, where do we stand if we're a Darius Slayton owner? We know the buy is here for the Giants, and uh, it's not easy sledding for them moving forward. Um, I mean, I'm on the same boat as I was with Kirk. I'm, I'm getting rid of him as fast as I can. I just, I'm just not a believer. I mean, he hasn't had more than four catches in any other game this year. Last last game, obviously, ten catches, 121 yards, two touchdowns coming into a bye week and then he goes and faces the Chicago Bears defense. I'm I'm a, I'm a little scared of it and I mean, I mean the other pass catchers might be coming back from some injuries soon, Shepard and Ingram. So, I mean, I'm just getting rid of them. I'm not a fan. Yeah, Darius Slayton has basically taken the role that Sterling Shepard had before he was got hurt. Like Shepard was supposed to be the wide receiver one in that offense, but since he's gone down with concussions and stuff, Slayton's kind of taken over. He hasn't really put up good numbers besides this week, and I would just sell. That is absolutely perfect to describe the situation. I think it all depends on these other pass catchers here in New York. The health of Evan Ingram is seriously underrated. I think he's a huge target for Jones, and I think he's just going to be constantly targeting his best receivers right now, which are Golden Tate and, uh, and Darius Slayton here. I think Sterling Shepard might not just be done for this year, but could call it a career after several concussions. And the health of Saquon is still unknown as well. So uh, that's nothing to be taken short of as well. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Speaking of Saquon, talk about a professional transition. Uh, he's our final buy or sell target we have here. Just an absolute disappointment uh, since he's been back from injury. Uh, last week, 13 carries, one rushing yard, five receptions, 30 yards. I mean, Pearson, I kind of know where you stand on this, but uh, are you going out and after this and acquiring as many Saquon Barkley stocks as you can? I'm not sure I'd put it that way. Uh, I, I had a sort of a different situation in, in the way my team is. So I would say if you're a team and you consider yourself deep enough that you're you're already consider yourself in the fantasy playoffs and and you don't you don't think you need help you can take a few weeks off i think it's a great buy i mean as disappointing as people make it seem like his year is he has two single digit games and everything else is above 17 fantasy points so it's sort of uh i mean it's been disappointing in the fact that he was the number one overall pick in most leagues but i mean i think if he comes back from this injury here in two weeks take some time off I mean, I still see him as a mid to low end RB one, and I mean, I like him because I mean, a lot of owners might be freaking out right now, trying to being scared of the injury and needing wins right now. So, yeah, I think Saquon's one of the most uh, strongest, probably most athletic uh, players we have in the game today, and I think he's still like is dealing with injury. So, yeah. I mean, he seems to be one of those superhuman guys who comes back from injury so fast. And I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm hoping he does that again and hoping the Giants get something going. And 
maybe he puts something together for the fancy football playoffs. So Saquon Barkley is one of those players, like you said, Pearson, at the price you drafted at him, it's been a very disappointing season. However, the talent's still there, and we know if he's healthy, New York's going to try to ride him out. Uh, they want they want Daniel Jones to grow here, and I think the only way he can grow is with Saquon Barkley in the backfield. I'm also on the buy train with you. I think when you whenever you can get a you know potential RB one at a discounted price, I think you jump on that. So I 100% agree with you, gentlemen, at that one. Yeah, and so I'll bring up one last thing here with that. Um, as you know, I bought him in our in our big keg league, um, but I sold the Falcon a couple Falcons players in that deal, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. And I guess I'm just asking you guys: are you are you on the same boat as me? As you see the Giants as this young team who's who isn't going to just give up and bench their players. I mean, they're going to try to progress every week, no matter if they're out of the playoff picture or not. And then the Falcons, who are, have this veteran roster. It's almost pointless for them to play those players at the end of the year. So, I mean, that's my reasoning for doing that deal. And, I mean, I think that's something you have to think about as a fantasy owner. Um, Maybe selling Falcons players, or are you thinking hold on to them? No, no, I'm with you there right now. It's it's already a bad situation. It just got worse this past week. Austin Hooper, he's down with the MCL. Uh, We know the foot injury to Devontae Freeman is going to sideline him for probably at least a week or two. Uh, I just don't think it's an overall good situation here. And I, I could definitely see them seeing what they have in some of these other guys here off the bench. You know, you have Justin Hardy. He's flashed at times this season. You have Quadri Olsen, the running back out of Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I think we're going to see these guys get some work, to be honest with you. And, yeah, I'm 100% on board right now. Uh, I, I think it's it, it's – you don't want to have any Falcons trusting them each and every week going into the fantasy football playoffs other than Calvin Ridley I think Calvin Ridley could actually be one of those guys who maybe benefits because he's still young as well I think they want to get him more experience even if it's not with Matt Ryan under center yeah I can agree with that I am I'm just the most most afraid of Julio Jones just got the huge contract why risk him getting hurt at the end of the year I mean I just had to get rid of him as much as he's been great for me all fantasy season I'm just a little nervous so that's one of those things. I mean, when did we decide? I think that the, the uh, regular fantasy football trade deadline comes up next week, next Friday. Yep. So be careful, guys. You're trying to buy and sell. You better get on that right now. Yeah, that's kind of what we want to say throughout this whole podcast. I mean, you, from the time you're listening to this, you're going to have about seven, eight days max. I think you you have to get on that right now. It, it all depends on the situation you're in, you know. All three of us in our major keg league, we're all in different situations. I'm five and five, buying in for that. You know, one of those last wild card spots. Udo, you're winning your division. Pearson, you're dominating the entire league. So I think it really depends, like you said earlier, Pearson, where you can, uh, where you can afford to lose games. But yeah, I'm, if you're if you're ahead, you try to take advantage of those people who need wins right now, and you try to take their good players that are on buys and. And if you're one of those people who has players coming on buys and you need wins, I mean, sometimes you just got to sell them because you can't get to the playoffs with your team on buys. So it's uh, it's one of those situations you got to see where you're at and you got to act accordingly. Yeah, I learned the hard truth of that last week when I, I had to start Ty Johnson, RB1, Tariq Cohen, RB2. Rip. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. You're 500 still. Like Pearson said, if you're fighting for a spot, sometimes you got to let people go, you know? 
Certainly. You got people coming up. You definitely gotta. You might hate to do it, but you're gonna have to trade them for someone that might actually get you 10, 15 points in a spot where a fill-in might only get you seven or eight. That's the way she goes. And gentlemen, that's all the time we have for you today on Around the League. Thank you again for taking the time out of your evening for joining us. You can find them on the Twitter sphere at CJ underscore Udovich and at Andrew Pearson 23. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, may the best man win. See you in the playoffs, boys. Keep it tight. And that is all the time we have for you today on this episode of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Before we go, I'd just like to thank our final sponsor of the show, IUP Dining. IUP Dining wants your opinion. Take their online survey that takes no more than 10 minutes. In addition to your responses being confidential, at the end of the survey, you will have an opportunity to enter your contact information if you wish to enter a drawing for a grand prize of a $150 e-gift card. You can also win one of the three first prizes of a $50 e-gift card. The survey is mobile-friendly and can be taken on a smartphone, mobile device, or computer. Visit www.diningstylesurvey.com to participate. Again, that's IUP Dining at www.diningstylesurvey.com. 